0: She does have a great line when she's leaving him. Yeah. He says something to her about, I, I shouldn't have painted you um, walking, walking away, away from, from she the. She said, No, you shouldn't have painted me so small. And I was
2: like,
3: Yeah. Yeah. It was a good one. There's a lot of stuff it. like that, you know, especially when I watched it a second time with, with Ruby. I really enjoyed those moments so much more because the pace of the film is quite fast. And um, I think the first time I kind of missed a lot of those juicy dialogue bits. This is Flix Watcher Podcast,
2: and this is episode 56.
1: And on this episode, we are joined by Sarah May. Hi. And Ruby. Hi. From the Sugar Baby Confessionals podcast.
3: Yes,
2: it's and, a Fable Gazers production. Yeah,
1: and we're going to be talking about their finest.
2: find us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod. Visit the website FlixWatcher.tv for full listings. And don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us an awesome review.
1: So all films were available on Netflix at a time recording, guys. Just as a bit of a warning... There is some bad language and there will be spoilers. You have
2: been warned. Hello, welcome to Flix Watcher Pod. Today our guests are Sarah May and Ruby. Ladies, if you would like to say hello to our lovely listeners and tell us a little bit more about your podcast.
3: I'm Sarah May and I um, have created a podcast called The Sugar Baby Confessionals. Woot woot! (laughs) That was Ruby. She is a very dear friend of mine who decided to become a sugar baby. Uh, This is despite the fact of being otherwise pretty conventional mom of three. And I was pretty shocked by this. I did not know that all these details about her life. And so we, Sugar Baby Confessionals, charts her journey into this really extreme lifestyle choice over to three years. So <laughs> two I, years,
0: three years.
1: I guess we need to know, explain to people what a sugar baby is. And also, how did you find out that she was a sugar baby if you didn't know
0: it was a was
1: shock. Just something
0: you just dropped in conversation? <laughs> uh, pretty but, much, yeah. i have been yeah. sugar
1: quite a lot, and, uh, <laughs> sorry, what?
0: <laughs> well, you know, but when, uh, Sarah Mae and I started talking about it, uh, it was before I'd started, um, and I told her that I had the thought that I was going to try it, and she was like, what? <laughs> You're crazy, and I'm like, no, man, it's going to be so much fun, I think it'll be so cool. Um, and so, I was worried
3: about her, I... Yeah, she's a... the
0: worrier yeah. of our little duo here, I'm the one who's just like, woo, you know? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Throw it all to the wind. Um Yeah, she she I thought to myself, what way can I sort of force her to talk to me every week? <laughs> and then if something happens I can kind of, you know, talk her out of it or
0: <laughs> but You could uh, try. Well, you could yeah. try to talk me out of it.
3: I'm yeah. the vanilla person in our in our relationship. She's she's the fiery one who I have to live vicariously through. <laughs>
1: At least you got some answers. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: so she asked me if I would do this podcast with her yeah. on the journey, and I thought, yeah, sure, fuck it. Yeah.
1: So, That's what is a sugar baby? Try.
0: A sugar baby is a person who accepts either money or gifts or you know, kind of a certain kind of lifestyle for spending quality time with someone. And yes, of course, that very often means uh, a sexual relationship, but not always. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very much turning a, a an intimate relationship into something that is a commodity. Okay. And for some crazy reason, like for years, I just had this fantasy of being kind of a high-paid call girl type thing. So I, I thought trying out the sugar baby thing would um, give me a taste of it without going full throttle into... Hardcore prostitution, you know, I'm, I'm not that interested in standing on a street corner and you know <laughs> going up to cars. Not that there's anything wrong with that if anyone's listening and that's what you like to do. Uh, no judgment from me, but um, that wasn't really my idea. So anyway, Sarah said, let's record it. And I said, OK, sure. But it, it's very interesting because it, it didn't go the way I thought it would,
3: <laughs> like much in life. Um, I sort of expected it to go down a certain route and certain things to happen, and you know, we'd all learn a nice lesson at About the end. Life,
0: love, life, love and friendship. Yeah. And it'd be all, Although like, we did, kind of didn't up we? In a
1: neat little bow at the end.
0: Exactly. And
1: that's, that's that era of your life finished. <laughs> you can go back to being a mum now.
0: Well, yeah,
3: something like that. I think that's my hazy expectation, and, and it just went off in such interesting, poignant, sad, happy, extreme different things that I I kind of I I feel like I'm just lucky because I've just got this amazing material to work with and I kind of just cobble it together with some nice music underneath it giving you <laughs> the <an> emotional
1: <laughs> emotional heft.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's so interesting now to listen to your podcast because obviously yeah, when you it's...
1: say your podcast this is not our podcast.
0: No, okay. it's not our podcast. I'm the subject of this particular season and that's really amazing. Um But Sarah is definitely the person who has the vision and has the talent to take these random anecdotes about my crazy ass life and um, sew them together in such a way that it's just beautiful. It's really poignant. Yeah. You know, I think people hear the title "Sugar Baby Confessionals" and they think it's going to be something that's, I don't know, too licentious to be wholesome. And that's really not the case at all. So anybody who's listening, definitely give it a try. Obviously, I'm biased because I'm the subject of it. But uh, Sarah, you've just done such a great job. So kudos to you. Oh, thanks.
1: (laughs) And that kind of leads us, not really, into their finest.
0: (laughs) Well, it actually
3: does. I was thinking, as you were saying, that the music, that was one of our particular bugbears. Mm. I I loved the movie, by the way. But I thought the music was pretty heavy-handed with the old emotional... You know, let's. This is how you should be feeling. Let me play some sad music, kind yeah. of thing. There, there were nice moments, but I thought that that was that was one of the things. I am obsessed with music. I'm, I'm I am a musician as well. So like, I love scores in mm. films, and I'm really interested to see why they use a certain piece of music at certain points in the film and how effective it is to to kind of heighten
0: whatever it is they're trying to bring out. But mm. um yeah no I really agree with you I thought this film was beautifully acted and most of the script was very well written for me but the music was they were like banging me over the head going feel this way now (laughs) Uh, and I just you know the the lack of subtlety it was such a disappointment because the actors are fantastic yeah
1: well let's take it a step back so can you give us a a short explanation of what happens in the plot, Sarah as you chose their finest, uh, and also why did you why did you choose it?
3: <laughs> well, I was looking for it on your show. Actually, I wanted to listen to what you guys had to say about but it.
1: No one had sound. done it. No
2: one had like, picked it. Sounds... I'd never even heard of it. That's how what? little I knew about I mean, this. And then
1: you're like, "Damn it! I need to be on the show to to yeah. represent."
3: it's like one of those films that has the creme de la creme of British acting in it: Bill Nighy, Gemma Arterton, who's amazing. And um, all those um, Eddie Marsden is Marzan. Marsden, Marzan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that that guy's agent is amazing because he's in every movie ever made. I think he's playing me right now. Actually, <laughs> um, <laughs> he's doing it more convincingly than I than I would do. It. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but okay, so essentially, Sam it's, Coughlin. It's, it's Sam Claflin is a very able hero. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird seeing him so clean, clean cut, and. Uh, sorry, so, so Scruffy. He's oh, okay. normally a clean-cut... Um, Do you think you he's know, Scruffy in this? Well, he's, he's the I one who played Buckley, yeah. right? They're trying to make him like a rumpled, writery type grump bag. Mm. And he's actually... <laughs> I think he's one of those guys who's more naturally a sort of clean-cut, you know, square gut hero.
0: I don't think he was not clean-cut. I yeah. wouldn't use... Eh, I think. I mean, interesting take on it. He, was, um, <laughs> I mean, he, he did Phineas... wear a suit in every scene. <laughs> I mean, how <laughs> yeah, not clean-cut clean could you be if you? <laughs>
1: he had a, maybe a scrappy mustache. Um, a he played what Phineas O'Dare wasn't it, from the Hungry, in the Hunger Games? Yes, yeah.
3: No, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, something like that.
2: So yeah. So what what happens? Yeah, what happens. happens? What oh, did sorry, we watch? I keep
3: not answering You qu- keep asking a question. And I keep not answering it. Um, <laughs> it's about. It's set in the in the Second World War, and it's in this sort of screenwriters bit of the British government, and they're trying to come up with the propaganda type film. Is mm. that right? Please correct me if I get this totally wrong. Because it was a while ago that I, wa- I watched it. Now. And they're looking for a girl to write the slop, as they call it. They refer to that's the, the lady bits, the lady talk bits, and uh, <laughs> that, yeah, they want they want to like have that feminine bits. perspective
0: <laughs> yeah. I can see
3: yeah, that could be misunderstood in the context of <laughs> <laughs> not Ruby's lady bits, not mine, not mine in particular. No, um, Gemma's lady bits. Uh, so Gemma Ardston turns up and she is expecting a secretarial role, but it turns out it's for this screen, a uh, uh, script writing uh, role. So she goes, she meets Tom Buckley, who's played by Sam Claflin, and together they try and craft a film that is, they keep describing it as it needs to be wholesome and uplifting. Mm, um, and hopeful. And hopeful. Yeah. Because they, they think the war the war is dragging on. People people really need to have that kind of boost. And they pick out this this story about the... It's very similar to Dunkirk's story. They pick out a story about two girls who took their father's boat and went to Dunkirk to try and save people. Mm-hmm. Of course, she investigates and finds out that that's not the case. They actually... Um, their engine failed but they end up doing the film. Yeah, they never get to Dunkirk, yeah.
0: unfortunately.
1: The, the real people. The real people, the real yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. So
3: they rejig it, and that's part of the interesting, uh, one of the interesting strands of the story is talking about like telling the truth of something. Uh, through fiction. Through fiction. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The truth more as a feeling.
0: And sometimes fiction can be more true than real life in a way, mm-hmm. and that's what they were exploring with their screenwriting in that film. Yeah. Mm. So the
3: love, there is a love interest that develops between Gemma and her um, immediate co-writer, co-writer boss type mm. of guy, um, and uh, but it, she has this husband who we um, can't see that because it's a podcast. But so Sarah <laughs> much yep.
1: did the air quotes
3: with husband. <laughs> I was trying to really put it into my. I voice. heard it in your voice. I <laughs> heard it. I heard <laughs> it. <laughs> um, and he's this sort of feckless arter type of guy um he's always creating these hideous paintings and uh that she has to pretend to like they are really hideous well they're bleak they're very bleak they're awful yeah during
1: the time of the blitz and stuff like that you you, you, want to try
2: i mean isn't he welsh he's he's come from the valleys (laughs) yes life is bleak
1: it's welsh people who don't hate you
0: (laughs) oh you went to university in wales didn't you yeah is that a thing i didn't know that university in wales (laughs) yeah so um,
3: yeah they've come up from Wales so she's a Welsh lass and um, she's got this husband and she needs to get a job because he obviously isn't earning enough money that's the job she gets um, so there's this tension between her and Buckley they've got a romantic thing going on but they can't explore it because obviously she's having this relationship they end up at the they end up filming the movie in Cornwall I think it was yeah somewhere oh, on Devon? the coast was it yeah. Devon Devon
2: Devon oh good call yeah <sighs> <laughs> Slaying into
3: all the nations.
1: Yeah, we are. Yeah, sorry, guys.
3: And there's lots of gorgeous, really lovely bits about the making of a film in those days, and the, and the, and the, the extras and the camera people all join in. And Bill Nye is wonderful as this kind of very um, the thespian sort of character. Um, you do have to. Love and there's Bill a Nye. dog in it as well, isn't there?
2: There's a dog. Yep. <laughs> there's a
3: couple of
1: dogs.
0: Rest assured, there is. Yeah. There's, there's a dog. But all a, wartime films have dogs in them. More hopeful than a dog. Yeah. yeah. That's a big Wearing theme. Wearing a little f- jacket. That's a big idea. theme
3: throughout the film, actually, that dog thing that you picked up on. It's, yeah. So, anyway, I'm trying to wrap this up <laughs> neatly. She it turns, she goes, but she, she's coming into her own. She's becoming br- she's a brilliant writer and she's getting her wings. And despite the fact that Buckley is quite crusty, they, they get on well, they work well together. <laughs> she then has to
2: go. Am I going on too long? <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I don't know what he have to bookly. I was just thinking this. Same mean, thing. He hasn't got he's, dreads. He's and grumpy he's doesn't he doesn't and he's crusty. Yeah. <laughs> he's
0: good. I think he actually looks pretty good not in clean, the well, I mean, film. If he language. were a sugar daddy, I'd be like, okay, come on.
2: <laughs> it's inclined no. that he's a drinker. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. kind of it really. Yeah, He's
3: grumpy. He's short with her is what I meant. He's good looking. That's because he
2: fancies her.
3: I think she's. I right. like that. No, I like all that stuff, man. That's the juiciness. Anyway, so she, so they're filming in Devon. She's enjoying the process. She's very good at handling Bill Nye's character in particular. Um, then she,
0: she, she has to go back for her boyfriend's art exhibition. Her husband. Her, so fake her husband. Because at this point in the film, we, she's been telling everyone they're married. They're married. No,
1: she's Mrs. Cole.
0: Yeah. Yes. Mrs. Cole. But then she blurts out
3: to her friend. Uh, that, that um, in fact, he's not her husband. She's been pretending all this time and she goes off to find find out that he's been cheating on her. Another one of those clunker, clunker moments for us. And um, <laughs> But she has a very great line at that point. But anyway, we'll get into that. And
2: um, what happens then?
1: <laughs> well, she comes back and yeah, they... Yeah, they make
2: the film. Yeah. Oh, uh, some oh, unfortunate go. furniture instance. Yeah,
1: well, it's, I guess... Uh, so what were your thoughts, Helen? Because we know that Ruby and Sarah May love this.
2: Well, I didn't say I loved it. How oh, do you not? No, oh, okay. I did
1: not say I
0: loved Let's hear your it. Don't love it. First. Um, you don't love it. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say I loved it. I thought that it was good. Okay. I don't think it was great. I think that the acting was really good. I think a lot of the writing was good. But like Sarah dropped in there a moment ago. Um, there were a couple of really off notes for me. Right. Um, and that's a bad pun because the first one I'm going to point out is the music. Like. We said a moment ago, the music was just so heavy handed. It really ruined the film for me in some ways. Yeah.
2: I I just didn't notice it at all. I can't remember it, which really doesn't say that much Mm. about it.
0: No, it it was it was just bad. It was really (laughs) bad. It was one of those made for TV after school special. I don't know if you guys had after school specials here. You know, it was like, you know, Mother May I Sleep With Danger with Tori Spelling kind of music. It was just like, <laughs> where, so So awful. where
1: would this be? America. Okay, just
0: America. <laughs> yeah. Any Americans who happen to be listening to this podcast are going to be going, fuck yeah, I remember those after school specials. They were awful and awesome at the same time. So they totally are. And this music was unfortunately just awful because, you know, it too, too heavy handed. But anyway, um, I would say that it was a good movie. I wouldn't say it was a great movie.
3: I thought the script writing the script was so fantastic though there were some real really great um, exchanges between her and particularly Buckley mm-hmm. um, a lot of singers. It had a very old world sort of feel to it, which i I love all the dial, you know dialogue movies where the dialogue is takes a you know is the main thing, which is why those clunkers were sort of more. Apparent, I think, but I mean, it didn't impair my enjoyment of the film because mm. I, you know, I was I was really happy to have Gemma Arterton being amazing. She's she's quite good with these sort of feminist themes that that the film brings up, and I, I think she's got her own production company that that develops female
1: led projects. I can tell you. It was Gemma Arterton was the lead of Made in Dagenham. Yes, was it Gemma Arterton.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yes.
3: <laughs> I will confirm in a Either second. Either her or Sally.
1: You're going to say Sally, Sally Hawkins. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it wasn't Sally Hawkins.
3: Okay. Anyway, but, yeah, I know that Jem Artson has. Uh, she's she's very big on promoting female-led projects. I think, unless I'm mistaken. So it, it was nice to see her being able to play a role where where they're really looking at these issues. And mm. interestingly, we had we had different takes on this because I thought that. The ending which in which she kisses Buckley finally after all that they've overcome all the obstacles and immediately he's killed by something dropping on his head they might as well have dropped a piano or an anvil like in a cartoon <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. that it moment was, like,
2: was pretty lazy it was, it
3: was the awful dumb, it was the dumbest and considering that they've just like I felt that the script was so deft and so sharp and then I mean, I, I just picked it. It was so ironic because the whole movie is about writing scripts mm. and, and telling stories and how to, um, you know, create, be delicate and subtle. Well, actually, not so subtle with the, the war movies because they did play on people's emotions quite a lot. And Bill Nye, in particular, has a lot of fun, you know, milking his ham hammy actor character. <laughs> But
0: yeah, when when he gets killed like two seconds after they kiss, I was I was like, yeah. And then also when she takes the train back from Devon to go to her, quote, husband's um, art exhibit Mm. and she walks into their apartment. First of all, the music told me before she walked in that it was going to be something awful happening. Um, And then, of course, she finds him fucking somebody else. And. Just like, really, guys? Come on. Like, we've already found out through watching the previous, you know, hour and a half of the movie that he's a total shitbag. So the fact that she doesn't want to be with him and she'd prefer to be with her coworker Buckley yeah. makes total sense. You as the audience member are rooting for Buckley. And uh, what's, her, what's her first name? Katrina, something like yeah. that. Mrs. Cole. Yeah. You're rooting for them to get together. And, uh, you know, it's just the fact that they had to have the naked woman on top, yeah. riding him on top of him. It's like, come on. <laughs> like, you know, any kind of sophisticated audience member watching this is just like rolling their eyes going, yeah. it's completely unnecessary. Yeah, because
1: they could have just literally gone back. She could have said, look, you're a bit of a dick.
0: Exactly. Go and enjoy
1: your life. Yeah. yeah. Because... We're not meant to be together. We're not yeah. married anyway. So yeah. let's...
2: let's that right. I, and I,
0: I feel like that would have been truer to a feminist principle in the mm. sense that she doesn't need to have, you know, some catastrophic moment of infidelity to figure out where her heart actually lies, yeah. you know? Yeah.
2: Well, I guess this is wartime. You've got to have like a major excuse for leaving your fake husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: but it, I mean that's the th- in this film. There's quite a good few strong feminine characters, female characters. Gemma yeah. Arterton. I uh, don't know who the the role of the of the lesbian character is. Yeah, oh, she's
0: so fantastic. Yeah, I
1: can't remember. I don't know what role she plays really in the um, in the film. She seems, Not in the, in, she seems right, to be in the, in the, the intermediary
0: the between
3: the script team and Richard E. Grant's character, who I guess is the head of the department. Yeah, of time. kind of like government
0: yeah. propaganda. I think her name is Rachel...
1: And then you and
0: they, <laughs> just, Ra- Rachel, just L- Rachel? Sterling. Rachel Sterling, Rachel Sterling, and
1: then you have the twins uh, storyline, which is really trying to really trying to drive that forward. Yeah. And yeah. also when then Eddie Marzan's Eddie Marsan's character when mm-hmm. he passes away, yeah. um, he plays his, the
0: agent of he, Bill Nye. He
1: plays Bill Nye's agent, and then he's replaced by his sister, who's fucking awesome. Just
0: fantastic. So yeah, I love her really, so much. Yeah,
1: so there's some really strong female characters led in there. So to have yeah. some kind of it's kind of undermined in some places by this yes
0: exactly that, kind that of is thing, yeah, absolutely I couldn't have said it better, I completely agree with you, yeah,
3: and I felt that they they almost built in certain things about the husband's character which w- or the boyfriend um which would pre- would give her a good reason to leave, you know, yeah. like he when she gets the job and she's really enjoying it, he's like, okay, I've got some success now you can stop working and just come and live with well me kind of mm-hmm. thing, and yeah. she sort of has to convince him that she she'd like to carry on working Do you remember
0: that scene between Buckley and Katrina where they're sitting in in De- they're in Devon and they're sitting kind of you know on this stone wall next to the ocean and yeah. she's talking about her name and oh well what you know he asks her what was your name before you got married and uh, she admits to him that the husband is the one who changed her name because she was called Catherine Pugh. Yeah, I believe Catherine Pugh was her original name, and now she has to be called like Katrina Cole. Cole, and, and he immediately picks up on yeah, the fact yeah. that uh, he's changed her name to be even more Welsh. Mm. You know, yeah. yeah. So she wasn't good enough as she was. Mm. The husband had to create something in her in order for him to want to be with her which is just awful and buckley's so fucking cool man he's just like oh and you're with this guy and he does this to you and i'm like yeah buckley you tell her <laughs> so you didn't
1: say what you thought so this is before we go into that and also another key point in this field in this film from a feminine point of view is it's directed by lona scherfig who directed an education female director from somewhere in Scandinavia, I meant to check that. Uh, so she's got some, I'm not sure if it's pedigree, but she's had a couple of good yeah. girls behind mm. her. Yeah,
2: and also she also did One one Day as well.
1: Oh, she did, that, was, uh, that was okay, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is okay. I mean, it's good. It's not amazing.
1: <laughs> How's it ranked between an education and One Day for you?
2: It's kind of about the same. I didn't think either either of those two were particularly outstanding. Okay given the source material of One Day as well. And this this was also based on a book, I believe. And was uh,
1: it but, based on a true story? Or based, yeah, the, the, based car- the character story. is
2: based on a, an, an actual person. I'm okay. not sure how much of the story is. Um, I mean, you've kind of said pretty much Ruby. Um, you know, it's good. It's not amazing. Mm. Um, Gemma Artistin is great and it's You know, there's lots of good acting, but the stinkers of sort of expected plot turns and sort of it just gets a bit tiresome in the end and <laughs> i can't really remember the music but i can imagine <laughs> what it would up. have been um so it feels very much like a, a made for tv movie um i was quite surprised that it got like four out of five in the guardian which was really surprising and it came out in 2016 so it's a fairly recent film but i'd never even heard of it i heard so about I did, it
1: but i thought it was one of those films to me that i wasn't that fussed about going to see it in the cinema
2: well, there
3: doesn't seem to have been much of a fanfare made about its coming out, which I find very odd because it has a, a as I say, a stellar cast, mm-hmm. and um, they're all acting their socks off
1: j Minds, yeah, in there
2: as people well. love films about war as well, yeah,
3: I wonder I mean, it is interesting. I watched Dunkirk a few weeks later, and it was quite interesting to have that kind of context because Dunkirk doesn't have hardly any women in it, I mean necessarily or not, depending on some people's points of view um oh, yeah there was a
1: couple of women in the there thing. were a couple of yeah. nurses i yeah. think you
3: see sort of briefly dotted in and out um but it was quite nice because this was like the flip side this was like the, very much about the female uh, experience during the war you know all the men going away and, and having to deal with being behind, left behind taking on roles that normally would go to men or whatever um so i really enjoyed that i i as i say i i'm a i'm a inclined to hyperbole
0: <laughs>
3: when I love things I really love them I mean I, I'm not blind to the flaws of, of them but I just thought there was so much good stuff in here that I, I was kind of very happy to enjoy this lovely dialogue and then those conkers but that that him dying at the end really really
1: killed me <laughs>
2: I mean she's had quite a hard time and it was just like give her a break, <laughs> give
1: her a bloody break. <laughs> well did you want her if he was to have to pass away in the story, or was it just literally, can you not leave it to a few yeah, months Yeah, a few afterwards? hours. Yeah.
2: <laughs> give them that.
0: Well, I don't
3: think he had to die. It's like Ruby yeah. was saying to me. You know, she made a very good point to me about it. You, you, what were you saying about that?
0: Um, well, I just felt like if the motivation behind making a film like this with these themes is, is, is um, about feminism and being a strong woman, then why can't she find her own voice even if she has a partner? Wouldn't it have been more of a feminist principle? And it, it certainly would be for me if she and Buckley wound up together and they have this really fantastic working relationship that's mm. extremely egalitarian and she finds her own voice, That why did they have to fucking kill him off in order for her to stand on her own two feet? It's like, no, fuck that. Like, I want to have a partner and have a career. Yeah.
1: I think there's one th- key thing, one key point of the film which I liked that's kind of led to by the fact that Buckley dies. And it's a point where... um, Old man, what's he called? Bill Nye? Bill Nye Nye comes to her. After Buckley dies, she goes and stays in some kind of random hostel place. Yeah. And she's hand washing her clothes. And Bill Nye comes along and says, you know, there's a new film that we're going to make. We'd love you to be part of it. And she's like, I don't want to do this anymore. And then he has that speech about saying, you know, we've got to understand I'm an old old guy. You're a woman. We wouldn't be getting these roles Mm, if if the young men weren't dying. We need to make the most of that. So I think he, he died so they could make this kind of statement. But do you think...
3: I don't think they needed to. I don't mean, think I think they, they, to. they actually made that same statement a lot of times during the movie. <laughs> yeah.
2: Repeatedly. Yeah.
3: yeah. but, but you yeah. Know, Better, like with the lesbian character. I thought that was very bold. Because mm. yeah. she more or less says it. Like she, There's one point where she literally says, if I was of a certain inclination mm. and a bit younger, then I'd go for the, the stereotypical yeah. ma-
0: uh, male yeah. lead of the film that they're looking at. So I thought that was really cool as well. Yeah. I'm sorry. And the lesbian character also actually says to Mrs. Cole, now you watch, they're going to want us to go home again or give up, you know, put I us back we, in our
3: boxes. Put yeah. us back in
0: this. Yeah. Once the war is over, they're going mm. to expect us to give up these jobs. And she says it in such a way that you know she's not going to give up hers. Yeah. And I, I, I just thought that was very, you know, that was a, that better, was a better way, way of doing it. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: So there are some things at odds to it because the fact you have, you've got a female lesbian character um, in this story is something you've, I've not seen before in a war film. So the fact that um, Gemma Artson didn't feel that, well, sorry, her, her husband, played by Jack Houston, was pissed off that she was earning more than him in the first place, that kind of stuff really pisses me off. Because why? who cares who's yeah. earning more in the relationship? If you're both earning money, you're both in a better position. Than- but,
3: but it was of the time, wasn't it? It was of the I time, mean- but
1: at the same time... I guess lesbians were also of the time, but had to keep well hidden. Yeah, yeah. Um, It would have just been nice, I think, to have a different kind of take on that angle. But I guess it had to play out on the fact that this guy's a bit of a shit, so.
3: Yeah. Well, you see, that's the thing. I mean, he was a shit, so couldn't he have had an anvil fall on him? (laughs) That (laughs) would have been better, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah, while he was
0: having his (laughs) uh,
3: naughty sex. That would have been so much more
0: satisfying.
3: I know. I think he gets off scot-free.
1: Hold on, did he not die in the in the in the West? No, no. Ever? Did he, he lives on? He just goes. He gets okay.
3: a lot of success with his stupid art,
0: <laughs> ugly art,
1: stupid ugly art.
0: I mean, shame it wasn't. It, but yeah. she does have a great line when yep. she's leaving him. Yeah, he says something to her about I, I shouldn't have painted you. Um, walking, walking away, away from she the, said no you shouldn't have painted me so small and I was like yeah
3: yeah it was you a good one there's a lot of stuff him. like that you know especially when I watched it a second time with, with Ruby um, I really enjoyed those moments so much more because the pace of the film is quite fast and um, I think the first time I kind of missed a lot of those juicy dialogue bits so maybe you guys need to go and watch it again. <laughs>
1: well, that's going to play into the re- repeat viewing score, I think.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: is there anything else you guys want to talk about before going to the chat around the uh, scores? Hmm. Let
3: me see, I like the the idea of the slap. There's a yeah. there's a there's a theme with the dog where he's talking about. Um, wh- what does he say about?
1: You so don't. We don't oh, oh,
3: do we hire a dog to say bark? to write bark bark you know kind of thing they, they hire a woman to write the woman's you know it's just that simple it's kind of like a, you can't expect a man to know what's going on in a woman's head you know kind of thing mm. or ne- never mind writing it but I, I loved that i thought they did that really nicely and uh the dog keeps turning up <laughs> like the dog has to be in in the in the film that they're making on the boat and they make a big thing about that I like the way Gemma Artson's character, Katrina Cole, is fighting for her main characters,
0: who uh, are women, yeah. to be able to be proactive and have uh, more dynamism. agency. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Agency. Yeah, like let's put one of the sisters into the water to fix the propeller. Yeah. yeah, And she gets it in the end, yeah. which is great. She has to fight. She does have to fight for,
3: <laughs> fight for it, mainly because Bill, Nye Bill Nye's character wants to have bigger, more important
0: Bits to play. Yeah. But, um... I, I also liked how the word slop yeah. started out as a pejorative. Yeah. And between Buckley and Katrina, by the end of the movie, it becomes kind of uh, a term of endearment between yeah. them. You know, like, hey, you need to go write the slop. And, you know, I, I love it when something like that happens. The the evolution of a relationship as represented by the word. So cool. Yeah. It was, just to say about the romantic storyline I did really love how
3: it developed up until that that horrible jolty ending part mm. but there was there were some beautiful moments the the I think it's
0: really good where she writes they, they've kind of how did they what was the obstacle between them Oh, he she, well he she, was a real ass wasn't, wasn't he? he when he when he says marry me you know, yeah, this guy. that was not
1: a convincing proposal, was it? Yeah,
0: no, no, I mean, nobody, <laughs> no woman wants to be spoken to in that manner, that's for sure. So, he was a real jackass about it, but I felt like she was also quite harsh in the very way harsh. that she reacted to him,
3: yeah. And so, they split apart for a while, and the way that she, she gets him back is to um finish up, polish up the script, which he's being too depressed to kind of sort out because he's so in love with her and whatever, and um, which I liked. I like the fact that she's the one who sorts it out in the end, and she writes like a little pe- Fake page of script where she kind of rewrites their encounter. Mm. And I really like that idea because it would be fun mm. to be able to do that. It was that in very real life. creative yeah. and it felt yeah. very true to the
0: character, didn't it?
3: I think that's
1: yes. probably my favorite yeah. part of the film. Yes.
3: Yeah. yeah. They could have ended it there uh, at the kiss and I would have been perfectly happy. <laughs> but instead, he dies. And, um, however, there was one ni- other nice moment after that. I mean, the rest of the film I, I didn't feel was really necessary. Uh, but when she's sitting watching the film that she's yeah, created. I was going to say that. And mm. it's like that evolution. And there's actually a bit of footage of her and Buckley on in the same moment yeah. where, where that Ruby was talking about earlier, chatting about things. And she throws his fish and chips in the sea. And it's a very sweet, like, background. bit. Mm-hmm. And you can just sense the emotion from her. And I thought Gemma, Gemma Artisan did a great job.
0: Of that part that. did make me cry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a real softy, so <laughs> the tears were flowing. Yeah, cool. So, yeah,
1: I think it's time to get into the scores. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sarah May, you brought this to the table. Are you happy you did? Out of five, how highly would you recommend their finest?
3: I'm going to die on this hill. Okay. <laughs> I love their find. No, I really enjoyed it. It had so many things that ticked my boxes. So I'm going to say like four out of five.
1: Okay. Um, and you can go to decimal places, as many as you want. Okay.
3: I'll I s- was just going to ask that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you can. Okay. Great. <laughs> I'm going to do that. I will be like 4.33. <laughs> 3.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, my. I- I'm exact. You are taking a stand. <laughs>
1: Uh, Ruby, out of five, how highly would you... Out recommend? of
0: five, where five is the most amazing film in the world and yeah. one just really sucks ass. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it a 3.33. So okay. better than average, but just.
2: <laughs> H. I'm just going to give it a three. I mean, it's, it's there are some great things. I do like the story, um, but yeah, some kind of lazy directing and it's a little bit flabby and a bit predictable It's not it lets it down I think which is a shame
1: yeah I'm gonna give it a because I think comparing to Made in Dagenham in terms of of a um period as uh, feminine story I think it's not as good as that um so I think I'm gonna give it yeah 3.1 maybe
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love these decimals they're so much fun
1: I think there's just, yeah, I think there's, just, it does so many good things, but it just undermines by itself down. Yeah, it by, mm. down, unfortunately. Um, and it's quite long, isn't it?
2: it if Well, 117 minutes, it feels a lot longer than mm. that. Um, uh, but we'll, we'll get yeah, to that for bit, me
1: in the repeat viewing score, I think. It's a bit
2: flabby towards the end. Yeah.
1: Um. So, yeah, repeat viewing score. This is your second time watching, Sarah May, so what
2: Yeah, I, my, I wonder if it
3: is actually my third, t- no, no, I think it is... A s- second might be the third time Uh, so yeah I guess so that would be like 4.8 for me It's, it's also one of those films I feel like you can recommend to pretty much anybody right I have a real problem with as you can tell, I get really excited about stuff and then I hate it if I recommend something to people and they they don't like it. Like my, my family is the worst for this. And so many times I've recommended a film and they will, but I feel like this is a safe film to recommend to pretty much anybody oh. and feel more or less secure in the fact that they're not going to have any major problems with it.
2: Apart from maybe like teenage boys, I can't imagine they'd <laughs> enjoy this much. Apart from the bombing and when he gets squashed they'd probably go, Yeah. I think you see someone's boobs. Oh boobs, so, yeah. So they'd probably like and th- ass. three moments in it. There's ass in it. So
1: who's whose ass did we see?
0: That, that woman who is riding Mr. Yeah. Cole. Oh, the same yeah. woman. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice ass. <laughs> On a scale of one to
2: five ass score, I give her a five. <laughs> yeah, we should introduce a new scoring
1: for what? Nudity.
2: Yeah. Nudity. We you have, totally should
1: we don't put nudity in our films
2: <laughs>
3: no we <you> don't
1: <laughs> I um, under, the skin, under the, the skin but we didn't had everything though i
3: love under the skin oh my gosh
1: um so you say you give it quite you gave it 4.8 for repeat viewing score then
3: yeah yeah
1: so what's the film you've seen the most and would at the drop of a hat watch it any time it's on
3: um other films yeah. um well grand House day i mean it is kind of ironic, but that is one of the ones that's uh, one of my old faithfuls that I can re-watch and re-watch. Just any
1: time, yeah. So you reckon it's quite how there with Groundhog Day?
3: Mm, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know about that, you know. I, I think it's very different. It's a very different movie. Sure. I think Groundhog Day is more or less a perfect example of a rom-com, so I can't really... It's not perfect, their finest. There's So I would say, no, it's not in the same league. It's a bit further down. So you want to stick with 4.88? Okay, I
0: see what you're doing. I see what you're doing, I'm Thank you, you, Kobe. Thank you for leading her away from the lights, okay? <laughs> because seriously. Okay, I'll say I'll say four point f- eight
3: eight. Four because I'm there I'm there for it I'm sorry I'm there for the well I mean
2: if you've seen it three times yeah. before okay. and I assume yeah. you're going to watch it again four yeah. is more than I know you justified. guys think I have
3: no discrimination whatsoever now. <laughs> <laughs> I've undermined my any sense of judgement your there. street credit is wrecked with, dude
1: I, I apologize let's stick with the 4.88 yeah
2: we're not gonna we're not gonna bully anyone to change their <laughs> scores what is this
0: Wrong, Ruby. wrong score. <laughs> I think what you meant to say was
2: <laughs> secret agenda that Kobe's like... got. <laughs>
3: he just doesn't want me to seem like a like a dummy. You're <laughs> not
1: not a no, no, it's not. I wasn't. I wasn't. Interested. I was just kind different of thinking. Different strokes for different like, folks. Is this the film you're going to watch most ever? Even well, if you really I mean, like it, I it
2: might be. Yeah,
1: truth, Ruby, out of five, repeat viewing score.
0: Repeat viewing score. Um,
1: and I guess we should. Uh, Describe it a bit in terms of how often you watch it now and also in the future, how many times you're going to watch it. So
0: five would be, I want to watch it every day because it's so amazing.
1: Uh, Well, not necessarily. It's like the film you watch the most and you're happy to watch it. That will be, be like your five and can okay. And one the is
0: um, I'd rather my eyes start bleeding out of my head than. Oh well, well, no,
2: that'd be a zero. I mean, a one We've is. We've some zeros, yeah. yeah oh, I mean, do you have zeros? So
0: yeah, you can can do zero. Zero. Oh wow. Okay, cool. Um. All right. Well, it's not a zero. I I, pr- I probably give it like.
1: It's not an eye bleeder.
0: Okay. no I you know, I'd give it about a 1.75 and the reason that I'm choosing that is because I would watch it again so for instance if I was hanging out with Sarah May and we were at her house and she's like I have a hankering for their finest I'd be w- like't okay. <laughs> yeah exactly I, I I wouldn't say no um, I would watch it again but um I wouldn't specifically sit down and choose it for myself and you know so if it just happened to be on and there was nothing else to do Mm. cool but i'm not going to go searching for it
2: helen i'm going to give it a one um i mean if if it happened to be on and that was all that was on i would watch it but um yeah there's so many other films that i'm going to watch instead of rewatching this
1: i'm gonna go for a two i think um i think it's again a case of if it's on happily have it on in the background maybe just dial out when it gets a bit silly towards the end yeah. um there are some really cool bits in it um so mm. two yeah let's go for a two small screen score do you want to describe it Helen?
2: so yeah this is the this is the, the slightly if you can kind of get your head around it score so small screen score so how well suited is this to kind of netflix or sort of watching at home um because obviously we didn't watch it at the cinema so if it's really suited to Netflix and it's going to be a high score, if you thought like, oh, this really needs to be in a cinema and have that big screen experience um, and a lower score, I did you see this at the cinema when no, it came out? No, no, so no. you've only ever seen it, yeah. Sort of as as at you home. say,
3: I don't, I don't even, I don't even know when it came. You know, I can't even remember. It, was, it, it wasn't
1: too far before Dunkirk because I remember there's this talk
3: of two they always Dunkirk come around, story. yeah. They always yeah. come in twos, don't they? Um, yeah. Um, I think it's pretty well suited. There aren't any sort of big pan pan, pan Panograph panographic panogra-
2: panoramic. I quite like panographic. I, yeah, I'm
0: so sorry. I, I was thinking pornographic. I didn't know what you were trying to say. At, I was
3: looking at Ruby thinking pornographic. Help me. It's out. not pornographic.
0: It's I'm going to choose to take ben. that yeah. as a compliment. <laughs> I'm just choosing a compliment with that.
1: Because yeah, I could go... Um.
3: <laughs> I with I you, it's always a compliment. Thank um, you. Yeah, no, panoramic. There's nothing huge like that. In fact, I think it's It's much more about the dialogue, the, the sort of interpersonal relationship bits as opposed to like matte, beautiful scenery or whatever. And although the, the Blitz stuff is nicely done, I think in, in London, war torn London comes across quite clearly. But yeah, I don't think you need to be in a cinema. It's nice It's nice on a small screen as well.
2: How does that <laughs> come out as one to five?
3: <laughs> you guys have your work cut out for you, don't you? <laughs> the stars, um, how many stars? Will. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say. So, f- so five is the most small screeny?
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Small screeny. I yeah. like that
2: phraseology. Yeah. Okay, I will say. Screeny-weeny scoresy-wosses. Three. Three. Three
0: point, three point seven five. Three point
3: seven
1: five. Ruby. Comma. What? <laughs>
3: <Talks.
0: laughs> you, um, can't, you can't do that. on <laughs> Suited to the small screen, I'll give it a four point five. Mm. I don't think that this thing needed to be seen in the cinema at all. As Sarah already said, it was dialogue-driven. This thing? <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> I feel like I have to counterbalance your enthusiasm. I feel like one of those
3: soldiers on the beach in Dunkirk, and I'm going to fight on this beach until... <laughs>
0: Is it too well, soon I for that, I think your high scores are inflating <laughs> the overall score, by the way.
1: But this is this is good though because we have four people, so it should average out to yeah, the good. rest of the world's population. We represent seven point one billion Indeed. people in this room. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> wow,
3: it's a big responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel them. <laughs> They're breathing uh, down my neck.
1: Helen,
2: uh, I'm going to give it a five. I'm surprised it's even intended to be made for the cinema because it just looks like a TV film. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting that it did come out around about the same time as dunkirk and obviously completely different films but also the same film whereas i think this is more interesting um but obviously not as well shot in any kind of way
1: yeah dunkirk i saw it in imax i probably wouldn't see it on a small screen
2: mm.
1: this if i'd seen it in the small screen i would on a big screen i would have been like oh, yeah it and is... i love independent cinema where you don't even need mm. to i love seeing that in the cinema but i don't for me i don't think i missed out in any way shape or form
2: it's quite a good one that Netflix have acquired because I never would have watched it so thanks for bringing bringing it to the table but um, it, it, I mean I've not exactly given it glowing reviews but I think you should definitely check it out yeah. if you've got a vague interest in either feminism Gemma Arterton dogs or um, war films
3: Bill Nye having an absolute blast yeah yeah he does and do it, is it Helen McCrory her name the other actress yes I, yeah, I
0: love her. She, she was, is she the one who plays the agent? The agent mm-hmm. she takes the over assistant. for the right, the right, right. Yeah. 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 yeah, she becomes yeah. the new She's agent. Wicked. She is just she amazing. Just, she
1: just slaps him right down in the first Absolutely. Yeah, she puts perfect. him in his
0: place in perfect. such a succinct, like such a subtle yeah. way. It's really good.
1: Um, small
2: screeny score.
1: Small screeny score for me is 4.8. I don't think it's as bad as TV movie made for TV movies straight out of the bat because there are some cool scenes um but i don't think i would have appreciated having seen it in cinema and if based on your you guys comments on the sound um i probably would have hated it even more if i if mm. the sound was overbearing in the in dolby atmos <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> there was one nice bit with the music, wise, where they're in Devon, uh, sort of in the hotel, or the acting crew, and the two girls who I believe are musicians. I might be wrong about that.
2: Oh, and they're singing. Yeah, yeah. Mm, they're singing, that was nice. Yeah, that, that was really song. cool. And, and Bill Nye singing. Bill this. Nye singing as well. He's
3: yeah. got an excellent voice. I suppose we knew that from Love Actually. Or does he sing deliberately badly in that one? I can't remember. I don't know. He does sing play talks. a rock star in it, but I don't. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, beautiful voice, very rich.
1: Uh, engagement score
3: I was pretty engaged um, I'm I'm a bit weird when I watch films like I hate people talking I'm a bit of a weirdo I don't like why is that weird? Well, yeah well, no one well, should talk while you, you're watching a film my family don't give a damn that you have people walking in standing in front of the screen asking what's going on who's that character eating carrots
0: that's what my brother does I do the
1: pause and stay <laughs> out
0: is that the same guy from the beginning? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Didn't they die?
0: I thought he was dead.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Have you been? Granny, to one of be my... quiet.
3: That's <laughs> no, normally my, my brother loves to get carrots and eat them right next to my ear while while I'm watching a film. So, um, yes, yeah, I yeah.
1: yeah, means you can I, do I, things. I'm really sorry
3: for you now, <laughs> yeah. and that translates into the, the four point two. Yeah, 4.2. My Considered
0: opinion. Okay, Ruby. I'm gonna give this a three point five.
1: All right.
0: Very middle of the road for me. I was engaged, but if my phone binged, I would look at my phone.
1: Helen.
2: I'm gonna give it a three. Um, it felt a bit long, and um, I did a quite a little bit of a, an IMDb journey history, and uh, Jack Houston, the the shit boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, you've seen well, him. films has he been in? Well, he's you been know, in Bride, a Pride and. Uh, pride but, Prejudice Prime with zombies. zombies,
1: yeah, which we reviewed recently.
2: Oh, yeah, so that's. Okay. Uh, I listened to that one. That was really good. One. And also, Boardwalk Empire as well. Kempai, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was, yeah it was he awesome. was
0: fantastic in Boardwalk yeah. Empire. I mean, what a great character.
2: Um and yeah, but I had to had to make like dinner halfway through it, and was kind of making dinner was the priority. So yeah, that's enough. <laughs> didn't have a 100% engagement. What did you have for
0: dinner though? Was well, it, it something that It wasn't.
2: Well, it wasn't my dinner. We we had a a communal work lunch the next day where you make something the night before oh, and bring it in. Gotcha. So I was making like potluck. Mexican rice and beans. Mm. So I could kind of like stir some stuff and then <laughs> And I kept and I was watching it with my boyfriend and I was like what, what just happened? What just happened? And he was like, oh, I don't know. I stopped watching it an hour ago." I was like, "Oh, something must have happened." He's like, "I don't think so. Just talking." So, so yeah. your,
1: your score has equaled exactly three. You're th- three out of five of, for the overall score for you. I'm going to go <laughs> for... <laughs> it gave me a score. That's think,
2: generally how I feel completely about this film.
1: Sure. Um, um, I'm going to go for two and a half, really.
2: Oh, lower than me. Lower than you. Surprise. I think it was
1: just... I watched it over the Easter weekend. It's one of those kind of lazy films to kind of watch. So I think that I was predisposed to not really paying attention to the film. <laughs> You'd so gone it's, into uh, a chocolate coma? Yeah, a bit of a chocolate coma. Not not eating much sugar at the moment. So we had, I had my big whisper chocolate with the two whisper bars and I oh, pretty much God. ate them, put them in my face whilst watching this film as well. So.
2: Slipped in and out of consciousness. Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, so I'm, yeah, 2.5. Gee,
2: Sarah, <laughs> your,
0: your family's a lot healthier with the carrots. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's true it's like uh, what kind of food do you want someone chomping in your face carrots or but I think he chocolate. picked it I think he, he hates carrots but he was doing it on purpose because he knew it would bother it, it me it does have a very high crunch factor yeah. it does yeah no he picked it for and its a crunchability on a scale of one to five carrots have a five crunch factor <laughs>
2: you can just see now that there's going to be signs outside the cinema with like a, a no carrot through it <laughs> no carrots allowed no in carrots here no carrots allowed
1: it's, fuck so,
0: you carrots
1: so it'll get an overall score of 3.41 which is, that's pretty high. Is decent. Yeah, I, I think, think it, that's about right.
2: I'm he definitely gave it bit. quite <laughs> a big <laughs> score and pumped it. it up. Yeah. Like, you
0: know, you
3: fought bravely. <laughs> <laughs> I did not leave a man behind, <laughs> yeah. or a woman,
1: or a dog. Four point two nine overall for yourself, there, Sarah Mae. So yeah, it's
2: a pretty high score.
1: Um, so sure. we so we did a shout out on Twitter asking people to. Uh, we said we're reviewing their finest have you seen it we'd love to hear your thoughts and include them on our podcast flix watcher give us a five star rating a short review and retweets we had a few retweets um but i guess it seems that like not many people knew this film existed um we've only had one review <laughs> and one comment Gemma
0: Arterton. <laughs> um
1: so what the comment is from what were they thinking podcast who said i've never seen it but Gemma Arterton is a beautiful creature mamma mia don't think that really helps
2: not really little, not at all a little bit like mm. are
3: they reviewing Mamma Mia or talking about
1: <laughs> uh, Sarah May do you want to read out the review from Clara o'donoghue
3: sure she says three stars an inoffensive movie with charming characters and good acting but a script filled with cliches I, dis- I disagree with that <laughs> the sort of movie you can watch while checking emails and not miss a thing
1: She's Clara Donahue. Well, she, you were cooking? She
2: nailed yep. it. Yeah, I think definitely, <laughs> really?
0: she, That was a very nuts. succinct way of <laughs> summing up everything <laughs> we just got a, got a bit
2: here. of life admin to do, but also want to watch a film. <laughs> the finest is here for you. You, go.
0: <laughs> you guys have just spent this
1: 45, 45 for you. minutes. You, you guys have just spent disagreed. 45 minutes, and Clara Donahue has uh, done it in less than 280 characters.
3: <laughs> well, that's my. That's pretty much my me in a nutshell. Just I take 45 minutes to say what everybody else can say in a tweet.
1: That's what <laughs> that's what Stephen Fry does, you know. He likes big long words and sentences. Him and Russell Brand.
3: Well, we should talk about him a bit, uh, later on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you can cut what? that
3: naughty,
0: uh, naughty.
1: Okay, so guys.
2: Yep. Reminders where we can uh, find find you online and um, your podcast, please.
3: So, Mike. Um, my- podcast companies called fable gazes and you can go to fable or fable and you can find all the information season one is the sugar baby confessionals if you put sugar the sugar baby confessionals into google you'll find us we're on all the podcast platforms out there if i've missed one tell me and i'll put it on there <laughs> um are you, you on know, google play we're on google play spotify itunes <laughs> all of the all of the good places and um, if you want to hear more, well, not so much me, but Ruby is a really fascinating, beautiful creature.
0: <laughs> Mamma <Mama> mia. mia. <laughs> <Mama> mia.
3: <laughs> you can't tell that through the podcast, unfortunately. We paint a picture with words. Um, but it's—it's. I've worked on it for the past three years. I put a lot of work into it, and I'm hoping that it's as engaging as something like Serial without having to murder somebody.
0: <laughs> That's what you're Yet. hoping? Yeah.
3: Yes. Yes.
1: yes. Good. I'm glad you're hoping that. Um Guys, thank you very much.
0: Thank you so much. It's been awesome to be here.
2: Cool. Thanks for coming on. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. You can find all of the episodes on our website, flixwatcher.tv. Want to give us your five-star review? Follow us at FlixwatcherPod on Twitter. Big shout out to our editor, Brendan Russell, for all his awesome editing skills. And thanks, as always, to the mighty people for their tunes.